Friday. <laughs> Starting like that. <laughs> yeah, man. It's a Friday. <laughs> it is Friday. It is the last Friday of Black History Month, if uh, I am correct. No, we still got one more. We still got one more. We still got one more. Yeah, we still got one more. But uh, we have been celebrating all month and shout out to one of our guests today, Mr. Ernest Krim. He's going to be joining us, Ernest Krim III, to tell us a little black-known fact with a little segment we have called Betcha Didn't Know. Nails, what do you have for, for the weekend? Any plans? Anything special? I'm, I don't have anything planned, like any club events or nothing, but I'm definitely going to get out this weekend because... I have these two uh, goose or geese that live in, well, they come and visit when it's springtime. So I, I nicknamed them Bobby and Whitney. And I saw them <laughs> on Thursday. It was 70 degrees in Ohio. So I was like, yo, the spring is on the way. So I was It was hyped. 70 degrees in Ohio? Yeah, it was 70 degrees on Thursday. It's February. That's scary. AF. Global and the warming. geese should not be back this soon, should they? No, nah, they're supposed to come back in like April, May time, like when the spring is See, really. I don't like that. I don't like that. When the animals start doing things outside of their regular pattern, that what? really. Yeah. I just literally heard Amanda come from Amanda from the West Coast. Amanda from New York just popped up on this show just now. That was AOC right there. I don't. I don't like that. Like, yeah, I don't like when the animals start doing stuff outside of their patterns. That's when you know that it really really is like next level change ah, Bobby and Whitney go home go home <laughs> well we are on in Houston and so that is definitely uh, the home of Governor Greg Abbott what we got coming on in Black Hero News with him yeah he's the governor of Texas and he's calling diversity efforts illegal and he told state agencies to stop yeah, just to stop. Diversity efforts are illegal. Let me tell you something about this country and how they just be calling things illegal. They just be saying, that's illegal. Yeah, that, that's illegal. There's nothing illegal about diversity efforts. What TF are you talking about? It's really actually, to me, problematic and illegal to be able to just strike down efforts that have been co-signed and put through by the entire nation simply because you as a governor don't like it. These governors be really acting like they are the president of their little state. That's really what I know people listening in Texas are like, this ain't a little state. Everything's big in Texas. <laughs> what else we got going on? Well, teenage girls, they're experiencing some record levels of sadness and violence. If you have any teenage daughters or you got nieces and nephews, you definitely want to hear what we have to talk about this hour. Yeah, this report really is uh, eye opening and something that I think all of us should keep an eye on because it is our children. And as we know, we just referenced Bobby and Whitney. The children are our future. OK, <laughs> see what you did there. I see what you now, did. Uh, Tyler Perry is doing something good for the folks who don't have much left of a future but want to have the best of their twilight years spent. And uh, he's doing something for low-income seniors in Atlanta. So I really like this story. So we're going to let y'all know what's going on with that. You can also stay connected with us on social media at Seal Said It. Follow us at Seal Said It. Give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. And y'all, let's strap in for the ride because it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. This is the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back, y'all. I'm Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, joined by... I am Nails. Happy Friday. Shout out to all our listeners out in Houston, Texas, because actually, this first story... You want to hear about this. Texas Governor uh, Greg Abbott, his office sent out a memo this past weekend, and it said that diversity and equity and inclusion programs and hiring, they violate state and federal employment laws because they expressly, he said this, quote unquote, expressly favor some demographic groups to the detriment of others. And a spokesperson for the governor's office said that the issue is not diversity. The issue is equity, not equality. Here in Texas, we give the people the chance to advance on talent and merit. Really. That's not true. It's just not true. And that's why there are diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. Because the truth is, is that there is bias. Even if that bias is unconscious, there is bias in hiring practices. Also, a lot of hiring practices always come from the same pool. And unless they are forced to go outside of their familiar surroundings, they will continue to only access their hires from the same people. And they know that. 
but they're going to use this legalese language to make people think that this is like legit. And it simply is not. The issue of diversity, of equity and inclusion is the fact that in this country, there have been certain groups who are always at the forefront. And in order to try to give everybody else an actual equitable place in the game, you have to make space for them. You have to. And it's not to the detriment of others because the others have been had space made for them forever, like literally from the beginning of things in this country. Nonetheless, it's not any different than what DeSantis is doing in Florida because he's doing the same thing. And now he is going after the colleges and saying that he wants to get the DEI processes taken away from the colleges. Now, we all know that they got affirmative action shut down. So this is part two of that. All of this has to do with not wanting groups outside of white people to have the opportunity to attain wealth, to attain advancement, to attain political power. It is no deeper than that. That is the goal, period. Anything you want to add, Nails? Nope. You nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. I nailed it. What else we got going on? Teenage girls in the United States. There's an 89-page youth risk behavior survey that the CDC's current chief of medical uh her name's Deborah Aury. She's Deborah Aury, MD. Let me say that the correct way. She did this survey that revealed that there's a need for greater ability for prevention programs at high school level because they can actually be crucial to people experiencing the kids that are experiencing this trauma at a young age. It says nearly three in five, that's 57 percent of teenage girls right here in the United States. They feel persistently sad or hopeless. Nearly one in three seriously consider suicide. Almost one in five experience oh. sexual violence. Over the past year, these are teenage girls and more than one in 10 said they've been forced into having sex. These are teenage girls they're talking about. America has reached a crazy. Listen, there's a lot of crazy going on. And when you're seeing all these efforts that are being made to suppress women's rights to their bodies, to try to like pretend like sex isn't happening. You know, they want to like change legislation and school education to leave this thing out, to leave this type of education out. It really doesn't make me surprised that this would be the case because they're not focusing on mental health. They're not focusing on education. They're not focusing on the fact that when you have information and you have education, it creates confidence and you're able to make better decisions. When you see a show like euphoria that didn't come from nowhere, you know, that's very much, I've been told a representation I've been told by high schoolers like, yeah, it's not that far off. And that is Frightening to anybody who has seen the show. I know a lot of people that have kids that will not watch Euphoria because they're afraid of like the reality of it. But here it is. The reality is written in this 89 page behavior put together by the CDC's current chief medical officer. So it is not to be taken lightly and you can check it out. Um, Go to complex.com. They've got an article on it. And if you want to check it out, I think it's especially if you're a parent it's worth looking at the findings and just seeing how the environment is right now for your teenage girls. I want to add to you real quick. Uh, when you mentioned Euphoria, after me watching Euphoria, I reached out to my niece. I've had a better relationship with my niece, who is 17 years old, getting ready to turn 18 in a couple of days, matter of fact. Um, and I feel like there's a change in her behavior because she has someone like an uncle or someone on the level of her mom and her dad. That actually listens to her when she talks. Well, yeah, because a lot of times parents, it's like, I, I don't want, like, don't tell me too much because I can't handle it. Ah, yep. You know what I'm saying? So yep. good for you, Nail, stepping in and being the unk on call. That's a good vibe. You know, <laughs> that's a young unk stepping they call me, in. They call me Funkle. All my nieces and nephew. I'm the fun uncle. Oh, Funkle. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, yes, it is fun, Amanda. It's a Funkle. Coming up next, Tyler Perry is doing something for the seniors. And no, he is not debuting a new Medea play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something even better. Stick around right here to the Amanda Seal Show to find out. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and I'm checking in with DJ Nails. Nails, tell me what TP Tyler Perry is doing down in Atlanta. And shout out to TP Tyler Perry Studios. Because of where his studio is built, the value of the land mm-hmm. is on. It's actually in the surrounding properties as well. It's driving up taxes and the value of that property. And that's a problem for the senior citizens in the low income area around there who are living on fixed incomes. And Tyler Perry is helping them out himself. He's paying $750,000 of his own money to help the folks around him. Shout out to him. 
So apparently he's going to do a number of things in the community. He's going to pay off all black property taxes for every low income senior in Atlanta, which covers nearly 300 homes. Now, you know, there's going to be some folks that's going to be getting their grandma name added to their home. <laughs> there's at least five 25 year old, 35 year olds right now who are calling granny Fine. like, hey, I'm about to add your name to the, to, to the deed. All right. So Tyler <laughs> going to come and handle all of this. That's how we're going we gonna to do it. Mr. Perry going to come and take it all down. That's how it's going down. But, you know, the money will cover taxes imposed by the city, county and schools. A lot of people don't know when you buy a house, the taxes are its own level of struggle. And the taxes come from all different places. Like you're getting city taxes, you're getting county taxes. Okay. And then when they hit you with that school tax nails, you're like, wait, what? Which is why so many schools in low income communities are suffering versus the schools that are in the high income communities are thriving because the taxes assigned to the properties are aligned with the schools. So if I have a higher property and it has a high tax then it's going to be a higher amount floated to the school. So the school now has a bigger bucket to pull from. This is why what Brett Favre did in Mississippi is so egregious Mm. because he lives in a neighborhood where his daughter's school is already incredibly well-funded. So for him to take money from welfare that's supposed to be used in low-income neighborhoods to help provide resources, for him to take that money and use it to build a volleyball court in a school that already is completely supported is just, and the only reason he did it was so that it could have his name on it, by the way, that's the only reason he did it. Um, But that's what makes it so maniacal. So, you know, these people out here, y'all, these people out here. Now let's take it back to the good deed of Mr. Perry. I'm glad that he is going to do this. He's going to help these people with their houses. He's going to help these people with their taxes. But one thing he's not going to do, and they should not ask him to do is to help them with their wigs. Okay. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> it was right there. How could I not? It was right there. Coming up next, the internet is going crazy. It's going crazy. After posting a conversation asking, should married women go to clubs with single friends? That's next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. It's time for our relationship segment. Yay! We love a relationship segment. Okay, so Nails, mm-hmm. this is the question that has been put out to the people. Let's hear some audio. Why can't I just go out with my friends, have a couple drinks? Hold on. You got to have enough trust in the marriage to be able to let my wife or my significant other go ahead and do that. I'm going to tell you why. why. Why are you going out with a group of women without your husband? Listen, Mm-mm. clubs are meant for single people. We go to clubs True. to look for women to f- I'm just telling you straight up. We you don't go to have a good them. time. We don't go to dance. We go to look for prospects. We're not, we not looking for wives. We're not looking for girlfriends. <laughs> what does that have to do with the woman going to the club? So because you out there looking for prospects, she can't be looking for a drink and a two-step? Like, be, let me tell y'all, Nails, like, sometimes these men on these podcasts, they be just speaking to hear themselves talk because I don't know what they talking about. Does this make any sense to you or am I bugging? It does make sense on a, a scale. of You talking about that guy who's the single guy who's going out with his single homeboys. That's what they're looking for. But if a married woman who is loyal to her relationship and she loves her marriage and she's out there with her friends that single, she ain't doing single stuff. She's hanging out with her single friends, but she married. Yeah. What does the purpose and intent of guys like him in the club have to do with her? That's not her goal. I mean, is she going to be so overwhelmed by his advances that she'll forget her husband and be draped up into this man's bed? No, cut it out. I think it really is just insecurity that this guy's projecting because he knows that that's what he's going to the club to do. I guess he's feeling like that's what all the women in the club are going to do. And it really comes back to this fact that a lot of folks don't understand that, like, you know, women have independent thoughts. <laughs> like, yep. Yep. I'm just saying, well I'm just said. saying. Well said. I mean, I don't go to the club just because like, I ain't trying to be on the mix with y'all like that. Like I ain't trying to be in the mix. I just mean, I don't like that many people in a place at one time. That's why I don't like cruises. And, and, and for the record, clubs aren't just for single people. I know plenty of married people that go out to the club too. I just wanted to put that out there. He definitely did say that. Yeah. Definitely said the club is for single folks to go. And I... <laughs> 
I'm like, wow, bro. The way you put emphasis on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I spent a lot of time in the club in my day. And I can safely tell you that I probably only went home with someone maybe one or two times. And it was someone that I already knew and like bumped into in the club. It wasn't like we met around a table and bottle girls. And I was so overwhelmed by what they were saying over the music. Hey, what's good? You trying to, what you trying to do? Like, that's not what was happening. I was in the club with my girls. That's what I was doing. We would go to the club because we wanted to hear good music and we wanted to look cute and we wanted to be out and feel grown. That's why we were in the club. Yeah, I was out there like, we going to the night. Yeah. Actually, was, we was more like, Nook, get you buck, nook, get you buck. That's really what we were doing. <laughs> but what do you all think? Do you think he's bugging? Do you think that a married woman can go out with her single friends to the club and still keep her fidelity status? What do you think? Give us a call, 1-855-262-6328. Or do you think once you're married, you only do married hangouts? That's it. Let us know your thoughts. We would love to hear your take. We'll be right back with the Amanda Seals Show and talking about this uh this caller is calling in about the TikToker who said that only a certain type of man doesn't chase women. I want to hear what y'all got to say. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's Friday. And this is the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back to the show and welcome to everyone who is listening on our podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just type in the Amanda Seal Show and the phone lines always open no matter when you hear the show at 855-262-6328. Again, that's 855-AMANDA-8. All right, Wednesday on the show, we uh, did a TikToker. We didn't do a TikToker, but we had a TikToker who said this type of man never chases women. We got a caller from H-Town on the phones with their opinion. Hey, Amanda, this is Derek from H-Town. This is Houston in the building. Hey, I just wanted to say that on the TikTok story with the woman saying that, hey, the man is not going to chase you, he needs to be chased also is what she's saying. He's not going to go out of his way and chase you if he's not getting that same energy back. It's not just going to be, hey, I want this, so I'm going to run after it. Hey, if it's not for me, it's not for me. That's what I get from the situation. So thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. Hey, I love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. It's time. It's going down. I could see that. I could see that. And that does align with when she was saying, like, a secure man is not going to be chasing because he's not going to need to be fulfilled in that way. And that being said, what does chasing a man look like, Nils? I think you know, Instagram, texting, just the same thing as a woman. I mean, double tapping on. I would say, I'm gonna just tell you how I would chase a woman, right? I'm going, I'm I'm in the DMs, but I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it my I'm gonna make it my business to make sure she knows by any means that I want you to be with me. All right. I mean, I feel like when women do that in that same fashion, a lot of times it gets colored as you being needy, you're being extra, you're insecure. So that's why I asked, like, what does it look like for a woman to chase a man, but doing so in a way that doesn't get painted as that? Because I can tell you, like, anytime I have shown up in that way, um, I feel like it'll be it can be misinterpreted. But then again, you know, if you like somebody and they like you back, then they like that. So, you know, there that is. There that is. I mean, (laughs) like my man is a Pisces. So like when we first got back together, he would be like, you know, he would like be gone for the day and I'd be like, you just disappeared all day. He's like, I mean, yeah, but like, I still want you to miss me. <laughs> like, text me. <laughs> We're coming up next. Uh, Tyrese. He didn't have a good Valentine's Day, y'all. We're going to break down what happened when we come back to the Amanda Seals show. The Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up. This is 
the Amanda Steele Show. Shout out to everybody checking us out for the first time. Welcome to the show. This is a little show where we give you some laughs and some facts, and we get into the thick of things. You know what I'm saying? I feel like nails, a lot of people just be on the surface, but we really be trying to give folks, like, the actual facts so they can go and have a conversation with people and be like, well, they had said on the Amanda Seals Show. You know, so understand that we really care about giving you all the real it matters to me that we're informing you all and i'm not saying that we don't make mistakes but that is something i consider to be like our responsibility that being said let's get into some black here news dj nails well it gets dark because if 45 gets back in office we're seeing his plan for a second term it reportedly includes firing squads hangings and group executions oh so handmaid's tale got it Next, Tyrese got some sad news on the anniversary of his mother's passing, which happened to be Valentine's Day. We'll unpack that this hour. We're also going to unpack a little known black history fact with our reoccurring segment, Bet You Didn't Know. And we've got guest, your favorite African-American historian, Ernest Krim III, who you can catch on TikTok and Instagram telling you all these black history moments. Remember, if you miss any of the show, you can go listen to our daily podcast available where you get your podcasts. Listen, laugh, and learn. It's Friday. And this is the Amanda Seals Show. Yes, y'all. Welcome back. This is the Amanda Seals Show. And we have been tapped in with y'all, giving you nothing but some information and facts and laughs and whatnot. But this right here, this Black Hero News story feels... Like, it don't got no laughs. And if it's this guy involved, you know there's not going to be facts. Yep, we talking about 45. And it looks like Trump 2.0 will be more unbelievable than his first go. According to two sources close to 45, his second term will include firing squads and hangings and group executions in his plans. And he says that this will, quote unquote, help put the fear of God in violent criminals. No, it's not. It's not what who who are you going to do this? How are you going to do this? Where are you going to do this? You know, this is a man who ended his first term by executing more than four times as many convicted persons in his final six months in office than any other federal government had done in half a century. And apparently he did this because he didn't want people to think he was soft on crime. Let me tell y'all folks be making up who's doing the crime. If you think that crime is only happening by, you know, insurgent from the border or you think crime is happening by thug black people. No, crime is happening because people don't have resources. That's why crime is happening. And when we talk about somebody wanting to come in office and get crime under control by basically unleashing their own handmaid's tail slash purge, that's somebody that don't know what the heck they doing. That is not going to help crime. It's actually going to make people insane. It's going to lower morale and it's going to create more opportunity for a bigger black market and crime. I can't stand that, man. Can't stand it. <laughs> what else we got going on from crime uh, to crime? Yeah. So, yeah. You definitely were right with this crying. Um, Tyrese, who lost his mom on Valentine's Day last year, he ended up making an Instagram post and told everybody the sad news that came on Valentine's Day this year. His record label dropped him on the one year anniversary of his mom's passing. Oh man, that sucks. I mean, that's just not news that anyone wants to get at any point, but to get it on a day that's already like a difficult day, it's just too much. I wonder if they even knew that. Um, I hope that they didn't because that would be just like incredibly sick, but his mother passed away after health complications due to COVID-19 and pneumonia. So this is very recent. And uh, I think for what it's worth, Tyrese, he's been around, you know, he's not no slouch. So for them to even drop him and do so, so unceremoniously is like, come on, y'all, like, get out of here. Like, this is a guy who's been at it. And Sweet it blows. And it, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the, uh, well, didn't he do Coca-Cola commercials too back in the day? Yes, he did. Of course. Of course. But this blows, this also blows my mind because just last year around the November time frame, I was just in Atlanta at Tyrese's house and he just played some, some joints for us. That was fire. So I'm wondering, what in the hell is his label thinking? So 
what you're saying is you hang out with Tyrese at his house. No, 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 no. I don't hang out with him. I hung out with him once uh, <laughs> for it was something with the radio stations and uh, he played some music for the program directors. Ah, yeah, I, OK, and I needed the context. Music. I didn't know if it was like, nah, we was all in the club. Oh, and we nah, was like, nah, yeah. You know, we, and he was like, yo, I want to play some records because Tyrese is known for like rounding up a group of people and forcing them to listen to records. Like this is like a known thing. But it sounds like you all went willingly. So it was hot, though. It was heat. Yeah, dog. And, and the stories he had behind him, he actually had some records in there dedicated to his mom as well. So that's why I'm wondering, what in the hell is his label thinking about dropping that man? Hmm. One can only know. But you know what? The beauty of it is that the system of music has changed and you can put shit out solo now and probably make up some real good independent dollars and then get on that road and make some real good tour money. So... Rest in peace to Tyrese's mother and to his label for their dumb decisions. Coming up next, our guest, your favorite African-American history teacher, Mr. Ernest Krim III, is dropping by to give us another black history fact with Betcha Didn't Know. We'll explain next on The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. It's The Amanda Seals Show as we celebrate the greats and smart, funny, and black history. This is African-American history. With Bet you didn't know. On the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, joined by. I am DJ Nails. And we are joined today for another Bet You Didn't Know segment. And we have Ernest Krim III, your favorite African American history teacher. I know that I have learned so much from Ernest on these internets. And so I was like, you know what, for this Black History Month, and you know what, we might hopefully be able to bring you back even after this. I would love for you to share with folks a little known black fact. You know what? So this is what I want to do with this one. The little known black history fact we're going to do today is going to be the one that you reposted, the one I tell you about and give you so much credit about. So uh, our, our homie, Auntie Polly, this is a story that uh, a lot of people, it shocks folks, and understandably so. It shocked me. That's why I shared it. I didn't know about this, right? And I think that's important for folks to understand. A lot of this history that I share, I didn't know all of this. I'm still learning. Aunt Polly was a formerly enslaved black woman who uh, lived after she gained freedom. She lived in Ohio, and Ohio was a border state. She lived in a town that was referred to as Africa, Ohio, along that border. So because it was a border state, you still have like enslavers who want to recapture black people. They said they referred to this not as the Underground Railroad because, you know, you could escape that way. They called it the reverse when they would come back to this territory and they would attempt to re-enslave black folks, like either take them back to that plantation they were on or somewhere else. You know, same thing with Solomon Northam. So Auntie Polly, because she was, you know, an older lady at this time. And you could tell by the picture, if you ever Google her, she was fed up with all the nonsense. And because she has so much access to land, she decided to use like to she would dress up as someone who was a lot older than she was. And when these enslavers came in the territory where she lived with the reverse um, Underground Railroad and attempt to capture black people or even capture her, she decided to, in her older attire, looking like an older granny, she would keep a knife concealed and she would get to stabbing them. You know, the whole little, like, she just get to stabbing them. And not just that, and a lot of folks are kind of like, how did this have this next part happen? I don't know. Just use your imagination. She would also keep some hot boiling water with her. And all I'm going to say is, I don't believe that these stainless steel bottles we have that keep the temperature the same way the whole day just just happen now. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, I'm just saying, like, they, she had access to that. So she would keep some hot boiling water. And then when they wanted some problems, they wanted some beef, she, ah, she throw it on them, you know? And um, that's the legend of Aunt Polly, who should be taught in more schools around this country. It just goes to show to me this the myriad of ways that black people have been radical and have fought back. And there's only a few names that we ever really learn about. And there's only a few methods that we really learn about. But the truth is, there's so many more. And we want to talk to you more about this when we get back. That's another Betcha Didn't Know happening right here on the Amanda Seal Show with Mr. Ernest Krim Third, your favorite African-American history teacher. We'll be right back. See, see, that's another black fact. Oh, sex, no cat. I bet you didn't know. Yeah. Celebrating the greats past and present in black history on the Amanda Seal Show. 
It's the Amanda Seal Show as we celebrate the greats and smart, funny, and black history. This is African American history. With I bet you didn't know. On the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Happy Black History Month. Nails, yep. uh, do you have any questions for our Bet You Didn't Know guest this week, Ernest Krim III, your favorite African-American history teacher? Yeah, I'm actually going to call him Mr. Krim III because he's our teacher. Um, I'm actually up in Ohio. I'm in Columbus, Ohio. Where exactly was Africa, Ohio located? Is it around anywhere today? Is there anything physically there that we can go and remember this at all? So I don't I don't know if there's some type of historical marker, although I wish there was, but it's a kind of around like the um, southwestern portion of Ohio because Ohio has a really interesting history just it, with its proximity and where it is because like it it legitimately is like the Midwest, whereas where I'm from in Chicago, we talking like upper Midwest away from a lot of these issues. It's 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 literally along that border of a, of a of a Confederate state, a slave holding state. Um, but mm. I, I, I the, the name that it is today escapes me. But it's right along that border. And if you uh you know of course look that up, you'll be able to find it. But I, one of the things I think is important about this history is. As we discover these things, I think it's very important for us to to find ways to make historical markers on these places because, like, right. we they have markers everywhere. They got Confederate statues everywhere. They honor their history, <laughs> no matter how repugnant it is. They they honor their heroes, right? Um, and of course, we're coming from a different perspective. We're still learning. They pass laws, so we don't learn it. But I think that when we come across this information, we have to find a way to preserve it so that when people see it and when they go through that area, they're able to say, like, yo, this is where up. You all saw the picture up. Polly should have the st- a statue looking like yes. that, like fed up. Yep. <laughs> so when you drive through that town, you know, like, don't don't mess with her. Don't mess with no black person here. <laughs> That's real. You know what? That's the type of stuff I want to fund. Like, is there a sculptor that I can fund <laughs> to, to make an Ollie statue? I mean, exactly. I really agree with you because I think that when we see the effort that is being made to erase black history and to literally try and just completely do away with African-American studies as a as a academic topic, um, it's more important now than ever that we find any possible way to insert education and to insert just the actual living history um, wherever we can, because it's 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 a fight now. I think a lot of people don't realize how much of a fight it really is. I, I think, too, with that. I think I I was telling a a group of kids I spoke to recently and I said, I know it sounds weird, but I want you to be prideful in the fact that they, they want to still stop you from reading. Like it's, it's, it's been hundreds of years. They ain't talking about banning nobody else's and all all due respect to everybody else's cultural contributions, but they're honing in on your history while also claiming that you're inferior or also claiming that you're not capable. So it's like, then what is it? You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I saw a meme somebody said, they told us we didn't have a culture, then they stole all our artifacts and put them in their museums. So I'm like, you, come on now. You you know something. And so it's like, I, that's why you got, we got to keep searching. There's some other unpolies um, out there who weren't documented. And like you said, Amanda, like some some real, like the these stories are the stories that we we had to do on a daily. And she made that conscious decision during a turbulent time in history where she could have just got killed just like that and nobody would have batted an eye. Like, so what's, that's that's what, the, what can we do? And that's the thing that I've been trying to really try. That's the thing that I've been really trying to encourage and empower people to understand is that we are not just in some crazy time. This is our time. It's like we're not witnessing as bystanders. We are in it in a real way. And when we talk about folks like James Baldwin and we talk about folks like Aunt Polly, they were in a crazy time in their own real way. And I think so much of us have forgotten that we are living history when we are in existence, that we don't think that we have a role, but we all do. We have a role. And all of this is an extension of all that came before us. I really appreciate all the work you do, Ernest. I learned so much from you on these internets and you all can learn so much more as well. Please tell folks where they can get more Ernest Krim III, your favorite African-American history teacher. Yeah, y'all can find me at ErnestCram.com if you're old school and want to go straight to my website. Um, or you can go to my social media at MRCram3. 
I'm on Instagram and TikTok. Honestly, I like Instagram a little better. I ain't gonna lie. So like, if you're trying to reach out, you know what I'm saying? Like, hit me up on Instagram or send me an email, info.earnestcram.com. Let's get to work, y'all. Let's get to work. You know what? We're going to have Ernest back next week with another Bet You Didn't Know as we continue our celebration. Even though it's 365, we're just going a little extra in February of Black History Month. Keep it locked right here to The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We back here on The Amanda Seal Show. It is Amanda Seals right there. I am Nails, and the lines are always wide open. You can give us a call right now. At one eight five five Amanda eight. That's eight five five two six two sixty three twenty eight. What's going on, Amanda? What's going on, DJ? It's Cornell out here in California. In regards to that uh, Nigerian individual winning a hundred million dollars after painstakingly taking that ten thousand dollars, I was doing the math on the situation. That's two hundred and seventeen thousand. U.S. dollars equivalent to that he won 100 million Nigerian naira. The 10,000 was actually $20. It's the principle. The fact that he took that money, he deserves to give that girl at least 40, 50 million of that. All right, y'all. Love the show. I keep listening. Also, R.I.P. the true boy. They lost soul forever. Peace. Hi. I was just calling in to comment on the Idris Alba comment uh, about him not wanting to be identified as a black actor. Uh, I definitely agree with you, Amanda, when you mentioned putting black in front of your craft is a thank you to the ancestors, because at the end of the day, people fail to realize or acknowledge that our ancestors went through hell to be able to get us to where we're at today. We're able to be doctors, engineers, lawyers, entertainers, teachers, all of that, from them being hoes, from them standing up and boycotting and, and, and speaking up. So yes, as a, be proud. Be proud to call yourself black. And Africans who don't want to consider themselves black, uh, black Europeans, it just it doesn't make sense because when they see us, they see black. So say it loud, be black, be proud. And I just want to thank you too, Amanda, for what you're doing. You definitely are an inspiration. I'm so happy that you're on the radio. If I can't tune into the radio, I'm definitely tuning into the podcast. So continue to do what you're doing and be great. Um, stay blessed, everyone. All right, y'all the best, man. We love when y'all call and live. Yeah, we love it. Look at the man over there glowing right now. <laughs> Look, the phone lines are always open at 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328-247. And you can follow us all socials at Seals said it. All right, more of the show next. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, we speak the world all this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Fool here at the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Want to remind you that new episodes of Small Doses are up and at them at the Urban One Podcast Network. So you can go to anywhere where you get your podcast and check out my podcast, Small Doses. You can also watch new episodes on my YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. So hope you all take a little listen. If you like what you're hearing here, there's more Amanda where that came from. Now, what do we got going on, Black <laughs> What do we got going on in Black Your News, Nails? We got two men who were arrested after robbing, get this, nine banks in 20 days. But the amount of money that they have, you want to hear this, this hour. Yeah. And the fact that they got arrested at that is just like new profession time, new profession. Uh, we also got something about Jay-Z, speaking of money. Yep, he's swimming in money now. You know, a big breakup that won him $750 million. But who did he break up with? We'll talk about that this hour as well. What do you do with $750 million? When I tell you these dollar amounts just sound so nonsensically exorbitant, I'm just like, what is he doing with this? This is from one deal? Boy, uh, all right. Well, we also got to talk about supposedly men are attracted to women who know this. 
What is this? Stick around to find out. We also want to hear what's on your mind, so make sure you give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It is Friday, and we are right here with you at the Amanda Seal Show to listen, laugh, and learn. The Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Nails, do you like a good heist movie? Like, I love Ocean's Eleven. Yo, I love... I, I was a well, big Takers fan. <laughs> there was, like, 18 different Ocean's Eleven movies. They yes. had the male version, like the female version. <laughs> yes. Big fan. All the Oceans. You said Takers? I don't know that show. Oh, you don't... Is that Takers a movie? Was, it was... Uh, remember, T.I. and Chris Brown was in it, and Paul Walker was in it. This is like in the what? early, mid-2000s, mid-early mid 2000s. Takers. I know there was a show called Money Heist that people were like really obsessed with on like Netflix. Too. Money Heist is good too. Well, I, I never could get into it, but this, these guys got into their own little Money Heist situations. What was going down? Yeah, these two men who were arrested in Vegas for robbing nine banks in 20 days. <laughs> Sound like they would be swimming in dope. Wait, what? For a grand total of... $6,100. That's it. They should not even arrest them. <laughs> they should not. They should not. It's like, yo, you know what? We can't even arrest y'all because this was terrible. No, this it's is, people that got income tax bad. checks bigger than that. <laughs> Facts. Why would you go to nine banks and only come home with $6,000? How is that even possible? What kind of banks are these? And then where are they pulling the money from at the banks? I guess maybe the registers. This just feels like really bad planning. And I don't understand how they only have six racks to show for it. That's probation fees (laughs) at the end of the day between the two of them. Bro was just walking in with his little mask on and sliding the teller a note saying, hey, I'm going to blow this place up if you don't give me the cash. And there you go. They have nothing to show for it. They face a combined 24 counts of robbery, attempted robbery, burglary, and conspiracy to commit robbery. All of that. And you didn't even get the thrill of the mill. You know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't even get the thrill of the mill. Like, you know, yeah, but we did it, but we did it. I remember I had a homeboy who was uh, friends with a scammer. And I remember both of them were talking one time and saying how, like, you know, if they had to go to jail after making scamming and and women making millions, they wouldn't mind because they had the thrill. You know what I'm saying? I was Mm -hmm. like, you got a thrill off the mill. And they were just like, yeah, you just feel like you had pulled a fast one. I'm like, but you still got arrested. And they're like, yeah, but it's just like, yeah, but I did it. I did it. I'm like, I guess whatever keeps you talented. Uh, But these guys, yeah, not, not, not a skill set. But somebody who does know how to make money is Jovito. Oh, my God. You talking about money. This man just keep on winning. So he and Bacardi, who owns Ducey, they pretty much broke up. And they had this whole back and forth, right? And part of the breakup was basically Bacardi buying out Jay-Z's ownership and Ducey. They came and offered him $500 million. He declined it. He came back with $1.5 bill. They declined it. And it ended up in a stalemate until they eventually said, all right, cool. We'll just pay you the 750 M's and we'll, we'll own it all. So- Jay-Z just got an extra uh, $750 million on top of his net worth, which is already close to a billion dollars. He also still retains a significant ownership stake. So it just, I, I just, these numbers, it's just like, we're over here hearing about like America is going to default on its debt ceiling, but there's $750 million to give Jay-Z for a piece, not even the whole thing, a piece of a liquor. This come on, man. I think they just be making these numbers up with these monies. I just, I mean, I'm not saying that he didn't actually get the money, but I really be feeling like money at this point is all fake. Like they're just making shit up as they go along. Because I don't understand it. I can't put that together. Help me out, y'all, with the economics. Give me a call. One eight five five Amanda eight. One eight five five two six two six three two eight. Now coming up next. We love our TikTokers. We do, because y'all be dropping some gems. Now, this woman says men love women who know this about men. We're going to tell you what the this is that she's talking about next up on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's Friday, and I'm ready to. Mm-hmm. You know that is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shout out to mm-hmm. Aaliyah. And shout out to you for being tapped into The Amanda Seal Show. I'm Nails, and that is Amanda Seals. Now, look, we're about to have this conversation about this TikToker who said something specifically men, like women, who know this about men. Check this out. 
All right, ladies, I'm about to give you the game. Guys, correct me if I'm wrong. All right, here are some things that a man is attracted to if you understand this as a woman in today's society. Number one, valuing the presence. Recognizing the need for a man's presence and valuing his presence is very important. Number two, a man is more focused on feeling respected than feeling loved. He'd rather feel respected all day long. You could tell him you love him, but if you're disrespectful in your communication, he ain't having that. Number three, men tend to be more rational and that's a beautiful thing. Their brains are created differently. So when a man makes a decision to be emotional or you're putting pressure on your man to be emotional, understand that he's having to overcome some things and he does not want to be abused by the same information you're asking him to give. What do you think, Nails? Is she accurate in her assessment? I do like I, I, I do like it when she's talking about the presence. Absolutely. And then we would rather be respected. Yes, because respect goes further. To me, respect goes further than what some people would say love is, right? I'd rather be respected than love, to be honest. By your, by your girl? I'm just saying in general, but you're talking about the relationship itself. Let me say this correctly, because I know you're going to jump on me for saying it sounds like I'm dumb. Uh, no, I'm just listening. I'm just like, I mean. <laughs> it's not like I'm talking about all the homies and everything, too. No, I do want to feel loved, but also respected. And this kind of would go back to one of our conversations we had before as the man of the house. Respect is everything, though. You know, respect. I want to get that respect from the house and outside of the house as well. But then when you talk about the the the, the rational part where she says you're expecting a man to be emotional when he's not emotional. I feel that because I'm one of those guys who are sometimes where an anthill becomes a mountain to somebody. To me, I'm like, bro, really? Let's just move beyond that. Like, it's not that serious. Am I right, making- well, this is where I'm going to chime in where that's the ass problem with a lot of men is Uh-oh. that there's this idea that because you think something isn't a big deal, that it's not important. And I think when we talk about like the exchange between men and women and what respect means, so much of respect is really acknowledging someone's feelings. Like I think for men, they consider respect to be like acknowledging their masculinity a lot, a lot acknowledging their intellect, their dominance and their, their in a role, their role in a home. Right. For women, or anybody that's in touch with their emotions, a disregard of their emotions is disrespect. If someone says to you, well, this means a lot to me. And you say, well, just move past it. It's not that deep. Like in that context, to me, that's like saying you're, you're being dismissed to me. That's you being dismissive. Mm. I can see how you could take it as being dismissive, but I would, I'm not the guy who's like, yo, it ain't nothing. I would basically sit down and talk to you and be like, yo, you're stressing about this. Look at your life and look what you got going on. I would tell you, I would show you and point out and point out examples to you of how like that is minimal compared to, you know, the things that you have and that's going on in your life. Does, am I making sense? I, yeah, but I just feel like there's a mansplaining this that's going on there. I think oh, what we have uh, to be better about is curiosity as compassion. If somebody thinks something is a big deal and you don't think it's a big deal, I think we start with, well, why is it a big deal to you? Like in a general, in a genuine way. Like, well, why, why does this matter? Because I don't think we ask enough questions like that. Like everyone's in their own movie and it's like, well, how I feel is how it needs to be. And that's that. And I feel like a lot of that lemon squeeze that we've talked about in the past where it's like, okay, we got to separate and come back together and clear it up happens in having curiosity. But I do think that the emotion part and, oh, I don't want, you know, that men don't want to be emotional. Men are full of damn emotions and you end up having to deal with it because it manifests in other ways. So I would much rather you actually just share the emotion that you're feeling versus having to do super sleuth work to figure it out when it shows up in other fashions, like you not sleeping well, or you being snippy and irritable, or you being, you know, bossy, et cetera. But baby, don't think it don't show up. We see it and it's annoying as, all right. (laughs) Speaking from experience. All right. We are here at the Amanda Seals show and I was just ranting. I'll do less of that when we come back. Keep it locked right here at the Amanda Seals show. Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. Woo-wee. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here with the Weekend Warrior, 
DJ Nails. <laughs> oh, I'm the weekend warrior. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> what you doing this weekend, Nails? Well, I'm trying to enjoy this weather, man. It's been good weather up here for the past couple of days. And, you know, being a Florida boy up in the Midwest, it looked cold in the wintertime. And when you finally get that opportunity to get out and, and enjoy nature, and I know you like animals. I, I mentioned uh, yesterday that I, I nicknamed these geese that come and just frequent the pond mm-hmm. that's right behind my place. I nicknamed them Whitney and Bobby. And I don't really, I don't see them during the wintertime. I did see them last fall. Well, last tail end of winter and they had made a nest and laid eggs and all that stuff and they flew away and now they're back again so that's to me a sign that spring is on the way so that's why i'm just gonna turn the hell up this weekend out in nature out in nature and you know for those who don't know geese mate for life once they find their partner that's who they squad with so whitney and bobby is yeah they're to my if it's the same kind of geese and if it's like canadian geese that's what they are that's exactly who they are yep they like in I have an easy, I have a chill weekend ahead of me. I feel like I've been, I've been working a lot. I've been doing a lot of traveling, et cetera. And so this weekend, I'm really just going to take it easy. Maybe I'll go see Avatar again. <laughs> like, well, I'm also um going to see, uh, you know, I'm a Marvel fan, big comic book fan. I'm going to see the new uh, Quantum. Uh, well, it's the new uh, Ant-Man. Uh, it's coming out this Friday. So Oh, Marvel's, yeah, with Jonathan Majors. Marvel's kicking off uh, phase five of the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe this weekend. So I'm definitely going to Bang see five. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, I feel like a lot of the sci-fi I'm seeing, though, and I, I put like uh, fan, sci-fi, comic book, fantasy, all in the same kind of like grouping. Mm-hmm. They're being more diverse, right? A lot of this, we didn't see like any other types of folks other than white folks in these universes for a long time. And now I feel like a lot of it is like black folks that are introduced into these universes, but they're like the bad guys. And I don't like that trend. Well, like the I Captain America is black. He was he played the Falcon. Is he? Yeah, he played the Falcon, but he's the new Captain America right now. I just mean in the movie that you're talking about, isn't oh, um, Jonathan oh, Majors yeah. the villain? Yeah, he is. He's the villain in like, the whole. He's kind of like a Thor type. I mean, he's not not Thor. He's a Thanos type guy, right? Yeah, he's he, like, and yeah. he's going to be the villain of the whole fifth phase. Wow, go ahead, Jonathan Majors. <laughs> I was on Sunset Boulevard in uh, L.A. and I saw him on the uh, Creed billboard. So he's also doing that. He's also on the cover of Ebony Magazine. Jonathan Majors came out the blue. Yeah, they're like, we about to make you a star. I love to see it. My favorite Jonathan Majors work is his work in Love Lovecraft Country. I will never get past Lovecraft Country on HBO. If you've not seen Lovecraft Country, they didn't end up getting a second season, but it stars Jonathan Majors, it stars Journey Smollett, and it stars the late Michael Williams. And just really it was just an incredible, phenomenal show. So Maybe that's what I'll do this weekend. I'll rewatch Lovecraft Country. Binge but you got to watch it in like pieces because it's like deep. It's like very. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's sci-fi, <laughs> but it's black, but it's deep. It's like a lot of levels. It's a lot of levels. Anyways, I would love to hear from you guys. Uh, hit us up. one 855 If this weekend you get a chance to binge the show, remember, our phone lines are open 24-7. So even if it's a, an episode that we already did and you want to comment on it, all you got to do is hit us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. When we come back, we're actually going to hit the phone lines and take some calls. So don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's Friday. The weekend is just hours away, man. This is the Amanda Seal Show. And thank you so much for being tapped into the show and listening wherever you get your podcast. You can always call us up at 855-AMANDA-8. That's 855-262-6328. And we want to hear what's on your mind whenever you just got something going on, all right? You can call Amanda and talk to her about the shows that you've been binge watching, too. Like, Amanda, I just saw episode three or whatever. (laughs) Let's go to the phone lines real quick to see what's on your mind. 855-AMANDA-8. Amanda, I just want to know that you do know that you probably helped save my life when I was in the most downest part of my life. I almost committed suicide, and one day you were talking about stuff on the radio, and it brought me out of it and made me go home and hug and kiss on my babies and changed my whole mind. So whether somebody knows this or not, I really want you to know that you helped save my life. Thank you so much. Wow. Let me tell you something, Nails. I, I really feel like it's it's so hard for me to know how far, like, my voice is reaching or what people are hearing because like we sit here, we do the show, you know, we don't have an audience in front of us. Right. You know, when I do like my podcast, same thing, even on the internet, even, I mean, even on Instagram, like I'm talking to my phone on Instagram or YouTube or TikTok, but it means so much to me that 
that my words could be so impactful to bring somebody back from that kind of darkness because to even get to that point means that there's just a, a real pain that you're going through. And we really try our best to do exactly what we talk about in the beginning of these shows. We always talk about, we want to be on a high vibration. We want to be up, be up, be up. I'm really just glad that you're still with us. Thank you for calling and sharing that story. And I'm so glad that we were able to bring you up out of that darkness. And I hope that you do not find yourself back there again. Y'all, we doing things here at the Amanda Seal Show. Let me tell you, that was incredibly moving and really, uh, really just means a lot to me. Keep it locked right here. Give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Come on. We speak the world on this time. We shine. On a Friday, home stretch nails. I'm Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Shout out to everybody who was up in my merch store, the Amanda Seals store on my website, because you sold out everything. Y'all bought everything. So we are sold out. But we're going to re-up. Don't worry about it. We're going to re-up. And remember, you can get your tickets to Smart, Funny, and Black in Los Angeles at the Novo. Those tickets are available right now for May 18th. So you can get the jump on it. I always put some lower cost tickets in the front of the house. So it's a first come first serve type of situation. So try and get your lower cost orchestra tickets and uh, come and see the show. I'm not going to tell y'all who's going to be on the show yet. I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to stick around to find out. All right. Now stick around to find out what we got for Black Red News. Nils? This one right here is for the kids. We got Barney franchise is getting a relaunch from Mattel. Bringing it back. They love a reboot. Good Lord, they love a reboot. <laughs> for real. And you know what? We love Black history, which is why we have Ernest Krim III, your favorite African-American history teacher. We've seen him on Instagram and TikTok, and you're going to hear him right here on a little segment called Betcha Didn't Know, where he's going to give us a little black fact that's a little known. Remember to stay connected with us on social media at Seal Set and give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. That was funny because Nails was singing like Barney just now, and I don't think he thought I heard him. I <laughs> people... <laughs> You want to give the people a little listen here at the Amanda Seal Show? I love you. You love me. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's a perfect segue into this story. What is going on with the purple friend to all, Barney? Mattel is bringing Barney back in 2024. Um, they're doing it all, too. They're going to have the series. They're going to have YouTube uh, content. They're going to do music. A full range of kids' products that is going to include toys and books and clothing and so much more. And adults who grew up in the 90s, like me, watching Barney, you're not left out either because they're bringing some classic Barney accessories for the adults as well. It's just a whole world of reboots right now. <laughs> well, let me tell you, uh, I saw a tweet that I really loved. And uh, Bridget Brigitte Gabriel, who is a author and anti-Islam activist, even though she's Lebanese, so whatever. But she said, Barney is returning. They better not make him woke. <laughs> oh, God. And in response, Matt XIV said, I hope they make the new Barney a polyamorous trans lesbian just for you, Brigitte. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that she would even like feel the need to say that and put it on Twitter. Barney is absolutely going to be all the things I hope because we need these kids to see what that means in real life. Not their version of woke, which is really just a code word for the N word, but the real version of woke, which is aware and informed of the reality that this is a world of many people, of many types, and we all deserve equality. I'm for the reboot, but have you seen this new Barney? Yeah, he looks a little weird. <laughs> he looks a little weird. 
Um, it looked like he spent a lot of time in LA with some Botox and. <laughs> you're funny. He has like the the little tooth chip and he's a little slimmed down. It's like he's been eating like Chick Fil A veggie, the chick the the, the Chick Fil A plant burger. based. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like so I don't know but you know what that's what it means like that's what a reboot is they're never going to come back with the exact same thing it's always going to have a little new stank on it so would you watch the new Barney with your kids are you excited that you can share that piece of your childhood with your kids give us a call 1-855-262-6328 1-855-262-6328 set to debut worldwide in 2024 all right now Keep it locked right here because our Bet You Didn't Know segment is coming up next with Ernest Krim III. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, we signing off. <laughs> Headed to the weekend. Weekend. Getting into that weekend, y'all. Thank y'all so much for joining us all week long here at the Amanda Seal Show. Big ups to Ernest Krim III for joining us and giving us some black facts. Also to Nicole and Courtney Mallory, wishing them the best of luck on their march in Colorado today to the state building. And uh, big ups to you all. I hope that you had a great week. And if you didn't have a great week, I hope that your weekend is the beginning of it being better. What we got coming up next week, Nails? All right. We're back on Monday with more Black Era news and plus the big up letdown. And we'll let you know what we did over the weekend. Do yourself a favor, as Amanda said. Do some self like some self-reflection. Take yourself away from social media for a little bit and reconnect with nature. Somehow, get out of the house. Just do something this weekend that's just going to be some self-care. You'll thank yourself later. Y'all remember, we're back on Monday with all the hottest trending stories, Black Your News, The Big Up Let Down, and all your calls saying why you love being black and proud. Have a great weekend. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. We'll meet you right back here on Monday at The Amanda Seal Show. Be safe. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.